Hello and welcome to the Fully Delighted Podcast, a podcast from South Mountain Community Church, a multi-site church with five locations in Utah. Each week we'll be hearing from our lead pastor, Paul Roden, and others as we explore what it means to be fully delighted in God and how we help as many people as possible experience this at SMCC. This is the Fully Delighted Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Fully Delighted Podcast. My name is Adam Jones, and I am the Campus Support Team Director at South Mountain Community Church. With me today, I have Eric Nelson, one of our teaching pastors, and Paul Roby, our lead pastor. Guys, glad to have you back. I'm glad that we get to be back recording this again and, and talking about this stuff. I think it's really, really important things to, to talk about. Yeah, we've had these conversations uh, many, many times across the table uh, from people over lunch and over coffee, in, in meeting rooms, in our offices, and it's great to extend the conversation to you, wherever you're listening from. Yeah, and Paul, um, I just love hearing your thoughts. I know other people do too. <laughs> it's cool in this day and age that people can just have kind of this direct access to you. I, I'm sure that this is somewhat unprecedented, I guess, <laughs> for you. Well, I think it's a real gift to me to be able to actually record these thoughts. It's, a, I think, a gift to our staff. It's a gift to people that... I just got a, an email of somebody who was looking to move to Utah, and man, these podcasts have actually helped him decide to connect with our St. George campus. And so that kind of thing is a real gift to me. Mm-hmm. Shout out to our St. George campus, those guys down south, and and uh, just glad to have everybody that's that's listening here today. A couple of quick things for you. Uh, just a reminder, um, I just checked before we record, we're at about 2,500 downloads. So I know that you guys are listening and sharing and subscribing. So thank you so much for doing that and continuing to do that. Um, I'd love it if you went ahead right now, even if you need to pause the podcast real quick, uh, jump into Spotify or iTunes or whatever you're listening through, uh, to this with, and, and just uh, give leave a quick five-star review if you like what you're hearing. I think this would be helpful for people. That helps us out a lot. And then as always, uh, if you want to leave, um, even if it's uh, anonymous, that's fine. Or you want to use maybe even a different name if you want to, you can leave a question for us on our voicemail. That number will be in the description below. And it is also uh, this number 801-382-8151. We'd really love and encourage you to, to go ahead and do that. Um, and uh, and leave us a question there so we can answer it for you. Uh, last episode, we talked about uh, an irresistible culture, which if you did not listen to that, that'd be a great setup for, for this one, and that's one's uh, only about 35 minutes, so we'd love it if you'd go back and listen to that. Uh, today, we're talking about uh, something a little bit different, guys. How do, how would, how, what, what is the best way to enter this? Well, this is my question. Well, culture is what people experience when they're with you, when they're with us, and so when people show up at SMCC, they're going to experience something. Wherever you go, you're going to experience something. Everything has a culture. Everything has an experience that goes with it. doesn't matter if it's a restaurant, a family, a hotel. There's a culture that goes with it. And so we want to be a specific type of church with a specific type of culture. We want people to have a certain type of experience when they're here. And that's because when people come to SMCC, they're often, often looking for something. And that something is best experienced inside of a culture. And we want our culture to be defined by grace and truth. Jesus was defined by that. He said that about himself, that he was full of grace and truth. And so wherever he went, he created a culture around him of grace and truth. And so we want to do that for people in the state of Utah. And so we're now going to talk about five things that you will experience 
when you're with us, you come for the first time, we hope you experience this, or if you're a part of our church, you're fully engaged, we call it. We don't have formal membership, but we call, call it fully engaged, someone who has joined with us on mission, has joined the cause as a part of our community, how they contribute to creating this culture. So a culture for people who are coming in, and a culture that we are all contributing to if you're a part of this. And so we want to talk about those five things. Today we're talking about the first one. Cool. And our first one, and I'm going to kind of modify it a little bit because I think we just need to make sure it's updated to reflect this. So it, it is uh, basically this, the fully engaged, just like you said, we don't have formal membership here. We have fully engaged, um, which just for those of you that don't know, it's uh, serving on a team, joining a group, um, uh, and, uh, inviting others, invest and invite, and then um, giving financially to the mm-hmm. church. So that's how you are fully engaged. Um, the fully engaged person, let's say, values and serves the guest. That is our first value. So Paul, what what makes that number one on our list, or why is that even on here? Well, I think it actually is the most distinctive value when you when you think about what makes SMCC different. It's most different because we decided not to create a country club for Christians. We decided to make a mission station that Christians can now participate in. And I like to say it this way, Christians can actually join together and fulfill the Great Commission without just sending their money overseas. They can participate in the Great Commission by providing the type of place, the type of irresistible environment and irresistible culture that will result in many people becoming fully devoted and fully delighted followers of Jesus Christ. But they have to sacrifice some things in order for that to happen, and that is they have to sacrifice their style of music, perhaps. They have to sacrifice uh, the fact that we always explain everything in the Bible. Like, when we're in the Old Testament, we have to talk about David lived before Jesus. <laughs> Moses lived before Jesus. And, and give context to everything. We don't assume anything. We explain words. We're always defining words, grace uh, in the Bible, faith in the Bible, you know, whatever. Like, I'm just writing a sermon right now. What does the word name mean when when God talks about his holy name? We explain that. We define that. Now, if you've grown up as a Christian, you know that. But if you haven't, and so everything we're doing has that guest in mind, and it might be annoying to a person that is a seasoned Christian, but you decide when you're a part of SMCC, even though I'm a mature Christian, a seasoned Christian, I am going to go ahead and give up my right never to be annoyed, and I'll do it because I love the guests. I want to serve the guest. Yeah, there's two things that, that go all the way back to the Bible with this point. The member, or the, excuse me, the fully engaged values the guest, it feels very, oh, modern, I don't know, maybe, uh, trendy. maybe trendy and shallow. But two things, Jesus gave up his privileges to serve people who are far from God. He gave up his privileges, we know this from the book of Philippians chapter 2, um, to serve people. He, he gave up his life. And so when we give up our privileges, we are very much doing what Jesus did. And then in the first century, Jesus the, gives the great commission to his disciples, uh, and the, the commission is to make disciples. A guest is somebody who is beginning the discipleship process. Uh, Jesus had guests show up all the time to ask him questions, to visit him, to listen to him, to watch from afar. Let's just call it what it is. They were guests to his ministry. 
we expect to have guests in our ministry, and discipleship often happens uh, early on when someone is a guest. And so when you invite your neighbor to church at SMCC, uh, I don't want to over-spiritualize that, but the discipleship process has begun, and God is using you as the person who is discipling them. And uh, that's very special. And so this value is very biblical. Uh, It's very ancient. It goes all the way back to the first century. And yet it really is helpful in the Western world that we live in. Yeah, I think that we understand this when we make it very personal in terms of inviting a guest to our own home. You Today, it's not unusual to uh, text somebody and say, hey, by the way, do you guys have any uh, food allergies or, or, you know, you're a vegetarian or something like that? Because you would serve them a meal that corresponded with uh, their tastes or their particular situation, mm-hmm. you know, their dietary restrictions. Okay, you would not just go to the refrigerator and ask yourself, what do we have that we can serve these people? You would go shopping in order to make sure they had a great experience at your home if you're a good host. Mm-hmm. Well, we want to be a good host. Uh, we clean the house before the guests come. Turn the lights on. (laughs) Check the AC. Exactly. We want to make sure the air conditioning works. We want to make sure that the the place is dusted. Uh, You know, maybe actually ship the kids off (laughs) for a half a day so we can get ready for guests, whatever it might be. And that's just what you do because you value the guests. Everything you do in preparation for the guest says, I value you. Everything you don't do in preparing for a guest says, I don't value you. And I think that there's a lot of people walking in churches today where they don't really care or expect if they get guests, and they've already sent the message clearly to that person who's coming in for the first time, we could care less if you're here or not here. We never want to send that message. We've all been guests somewhere, and we've all felt that before. I remember one time I went to this function with my kids, and uh, I had no idea what was happening. I don't want to give away what it was because I don't want to insult anybody. But uh, I remember sitting there, and they, I was like, what is happening? Who is in charge? When is this over? What am I supposed to wear? Uh, what am I supposed to be looking at? What am I supposed to be learning? What am I supposed to be gaining from all this? And when you don't know what's happening, it's a guarantee that you'll be uncomfortable. And so often in church, uh, maybe someone who's coming for the first time sits back and goes, all these people know what's happening. They know the songs, they know the language, they know when to stand and when to sit and how to raise their hands. And it's so off-putting to a guest because you're supposed to then sacrifice for them, perhaps, rather than them make a sacrifice for you. Um, But Jesus sacrificed for them, so we want to do what Jesus has done. And, And we hope that creates a welcoming environment. So we have signage, and we have, yeah, cleanliness, and we have a website, and we have directions on how to get here, and we tell people how long the service is going to be. And if you've been to SMCC three or four times, you're like, they're saying that again. Well, we realize that every Sunday is someone's first Sunday. And what I love to say to people who are like, do we really have to keep doing this? Can't we just, don't, doesn't everybody know by now? I always remind people, uh, one time was your first time. Like, you were once a guest here. Can you go back to what that was like? When you were a guest, and they usually go, oh, you know what? Wow, I'm glad the coffee was hot. I'm glad there was a parking spot. Um, I'm glad there was a bulletin that explained things. And I say, exactly. Do you want to be a part of giving that experience to somebody else? And they look at me, and they often go, I'd love that. 
and then they participate. They become one of the fully engaged who serves the guest because there was one time someone there serving them when when they were the guest. And this is so inspiring to me. Yeah, I think that there's something that's really just helpful just hitting on that. Um, thinking about the time that I was able to serve uh, as a Next Steps pastor at one of our campuses um, and helping with our guest services team, the one who, uh, the people who are in the lobby or in the parking lot or things like that. I really think the cleanest way to explain this to to somebody who's maybe new is to just say, um, I want you to picture today as you're serving. What if that one person that you've been praying for, that you've been inviting for church, what if today was the day they just randomly showed up? Today was the day that they decided to come, your family member, your coworker, your friend, your neighbor. I want you to serve in that way that you, as if they were coming, as if you knew they were coming, because it may not be your person that's coming today, but out of those hundreds of people that are in the auditorium, one of their people, it is their day for them to come. And we want to serve that way. And that's a good value that backs that that attitude. Correct. The the constant drift in church is to become a place for the insider because it's the insider that gives and supports the cause. So the insider thinks, I want to vote because I want it my way. I want it, I want to experience what I want because by the way, I I I'm a part of paying for this thing or whatever. And so the drift is constantly to move inward. Um but uh, but this is so interesting. We want SMCC to be different. Guys, have we all gone to churches or maybe worked for churches where if our friend were to come, we'd be like, oh, let's not bring him to the church I work at. I used to, yeah. I used to work at a church, and I'm like, man, I really want my friend to hear about Jesus, but I don't think I want to bring him to my, the church I work at. Right. I've been in that situation. Yeah. Um, or even when I was in college, <laughs> it's like, oh, maybe I should bring my friend to the better church than, <laughs> down than the road when I go to. You don't want to be in that situation. You know, there's a history behind this, and that is I used to kind of be rent-a-pastor when I when I lived in Bakersfield. I, I, I preached at a lot of churches during the summer because basically all the pastors want to get out of town. It's so hot in that Central Valley, in the San Joaquin Valley. Uh, of California, and so I was happy to get the experience. I needed more reps behind the pulpit, and so I I filled a lot of pulpits, and my church was uh, kind enough to loan me out, so to speak, to all these small country or small-town-type churches. They weren't big churches, Um, and and, and I kind of for the first time, really saw a, a big variety of, of churches and how they operate. And I clearly walked away from that experience after about two, three years of doing this, thinking to myself, they have drifted into an insider focus that they don't even realize. Mm-hmm. These people love each other. They care about each other. But the idea that a guest would come has never entered their mind. And so I found I found churches that were singing happy birthday to different people in church on Sunday morning. <laughs> Didn't because, we just sing happy birthday to you last yeah, year? Yeah, but that's different, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, but because everybody yeah. assumed they all know her and they all like her. And and so many of the announcements were 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 just insider focus like go see hey, Jenny, go see mm-hmm. Jenny, go see George, go see this person, yep. whatever. Uh, the pastor never introduced himself. Nobody who stood up ever introduced themselves because we all know each other. Yeah. And so, man, I, I just walked away from that thinking to myself, I'm going to go to Utah where there's not enough Christians to do this right. kind of thing. I have to reach new people. Well, 
here's the interesting thing, back to those churches, Paul, that you were in, and I've served in those churches, and they're they're great people. I mean, I love... Absolutely. They, they loved well. Um, but the excellence goes down, because you might have a lady on stage or a guy on stage who, who can't carry a tune in a bucket, but no one has the heart to tell them because they love Bill. Who could ever tell Bill he can't sing? And so it's like, oh, Bill's leading that song. Oh, oh well. Um, this is the Sunday not to invite my yeah. friend. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Well, if you really met Bill, you'd love him. You know, yeah. we don't want anybody to have to apologize to their guests on our, because of us. Yeah. And so in those small churches, excellence sometimes goes down because you're willing to put up with it because you love Susie and you don't have the heart to tell Susie she shouldn't be on this worship team. Mm-hmm. But, but then again... Bill's related to somebody, and that somebody is an insider, and that that person's probably fully engaged, and they pay the bills. Mm-hmm. And so Bill's friend is offended that Bill can't sing, and he's thinking, maybe I should withhold my check yep. or Go give it somewhere else where Bill yeah, can like sing. Bill. And, and so that person hasn't entered into this mindset that we're supposed to actually value the guest above the value that we have, that our friends get to do whatever our friends want to do mm-hmm. at the church. This is a real sacrifice. But as soon as you b- bow to that insider focus, you're dead. You know, you're you're never going to be effective at reaching outsiders. You know, there is something that I think has really been key to our history, and and let's just say a lot of churches start in Utah. Not a lot of churches make it. And so people ask me the question, Paul, how did you get over the, the hump and actually have a, a legit church that was going to pay its own bills? And I say, I take it all the way back to the beginning where we raised quite a bit of money, and we had some, some really nice uh, institutional support in terms of the Mennonite Brethren. Uh, and so I'm always grateful for that, but I'm also grateful for all the people that contributed because they bought us time. If you have, if you have enough money, you can be outsider focused, just in the way you think. So many churches here come underfunded, under resourced, and now they need Christians, and they need Christians that will give. And because they're so dependent on that, they'll do anything for that insider, for that Christian, and they'll make sure that that person's never offended. And so they've sacrificed the the idea that they'll ever be outsider focused, and really forever. Once you lay that down, that becomes part of your DNA. You're done. Mm-hmm. And we never went there. Because we actually had enough money to go those first two years to get to the place where we could just now continue to be outsider-focused. I think you're speaking of creating a culture versus shifting a culture, and it is much easier at times to just create and begin mm-hmm. in a certain way than than to change a culture. Um, a lot of churches right now are in that change process. I have friends that are going to churches, and they're working on changing the culture, and it is so tough, and it's so slow, and the moment you say, no, this is who we are, this is what people will experience with us, people go, I'm out. And it's so difficult because once they say I'm out, it's like, well, they served and they gave and they, and now um, we're back to the small church where we need Christians again. And it kind of is this cycle that is really hard to break. Now, people often ask me, okay, Eric, uh, fully engaged. Uh, we love SMCC. We serve the guest. Okay, great. But Eric, come on, what's, what's in it for me? Like, I get it. The guest is important, but what can I expect? And, um, here's my, here's what I say to those people. And, um, and I, and I believe this wholeheartedly, um, well, you might not get to sing the song you want to sing here, 
and the the volume of the music might be too loud or too soft, depending on that. Or you know, we might not have this side ministry that you would love to see. But let me tell you what's in it for you. When the person that you love is far from the God that you love, but they decide to take you up on your invitation and they come to this church here, they they come to SMCC, they might actually want to come back because we've designed we we've thought about the experience with them in mind. And and what would you give for the person that you love? Your grand your granddaughter, your son who's who just had a kid and he's thinking about church again. He he skipped out on church for many, many years. He's been struggling. What would you give for him to come to church and hear a message about the God that you love? And he decides, you know what? I wonder, I wonder if I could love that guy too. What is more inspiring or compelling than that? And they go, you know what? I hope they think this, you know what, you're right, that is what I want more than singing my favorite hymn or having my favorite side Bible study or, or whatever. You know, when someone you love is introduced to the God that you love through a ministry that is designed and thought about, thought about them, um, that is inspiring, and that's what we're talking about here. Yeah, and I think it's really good just to note as well, and this is kind of circling back a little bit, but just like you said earlier, Eric, I don't think there's any better example of being selfless enough to 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 want to provide this environment for people than looking at Christ, right? Because when you look at what Jesus did for us in terms of actually coming down to earth, taking on you know uh, you know flesh, basically, mm-hmm. this is Christ modeling to us, you know, saying I'm coming to you, and that's what we're asking people to do. We're, we're providing these environments that are very much geared towards people who don't know Jesus yet, and I think sometimes people want to know next steps to take because I know there's several different categories of people that listen to this podcast. But for those of you that do attend, I just really want to encourage you that if you attend and love SMCC and you haven't yet taken that step, a simple step like serving, that would be such, that's such a great step to take because it's it's you saying, okay, I I know that there are other people out there that are going to attend. I know that there are other people who don't know Jesus that are in my community, that are in my neighborhood, at my school, at work. Um, and I want to be a part of providing that for other people. I don't want to just enjoy it and consume it. I want to figure out a way that I can provide this for other people. Absolutely. It's the same with giving, um, that people were generous to the cause of SMCC, but before SMCC, they were generous to the cause of Christ, so that when I took my first step towards Jesus, there was a local church in my community. So people had been paving the way for my experience at a local church long before I ever showed up. But if they hadn't done that, maybe that place wouldn't have been there for me to show up. And so I've said this before, but Christianity is only one generation away from dying. And so it is our turn, uh, I'm in my 30s, it's our turn to pick up the torch so that our kids and our kids' friends have a place to go when they decide they want to take their first step. And so uh, it's, it's, it's so interesting the way Christianity works. Someone has paid your way before you ever thought about it. And so this is what we mean by fully engaged. Why does someone who's fully engaged give? Well, because that's how the cause continues. I'd just add this one note. I don't really have a lot more to say about this, but real maturity is... Let's let's look at parents that are mature. They actually sacrifice for their kids. Right. You know, maturity just assumes sacrifice. That's what mature people do. And so, you know, your mature person is not the person that just knows their Bible inside out. Your mature person is is the person that's willing to fund a church, serve at a church that isn't all about them. Mm. And 
And you know what? We lose our share of people who say, you know what? I get it. SMCC is all about the new person and the guest. And, and I'm a mature Christian. And so I want to go be fed more with more deep type of, you know, I'm not going to ever convince them that they're not being fed. Right. Or that they are being fed. Yeah. You know, I, I'm never going to convince them that this is a church for them as well if they don't understand this value. This value keeps the most mature people mm. because they get it. They are ready to engage, and they're not just about themselves. Yeah, when someone says, I'm a mature Christian, I need this, this, and this, I say, mm, you're not a mature Christian. You Actually, I've never said that to their face, but I, I sometimes think that in my head, that if that's your perspective, you might not be as mature as you think because you're reflecting an immature uh, approach. You're just a consumer. Yeah. Exactly. Now you're a mature consumer. There's, there's another interesting thing here. Uh, I'll pull back the curtain on our uh, a little bit more on how we think as a staff. Now, as a staff, we create uh, these environments week in and week out. Uh, whether they're online environments or in-person environments, we're creating these environments where people can experience our culture. And one of the things that's so important about uh, honoring and valuing the guest is that the experience needs to be somewhat predictable. And as a staff, we are the ones that are most tired of the predictable experience because we're in it all the time. It's like, can't we change? Can we change this? Can we try this? Can we mix it up? And it's like, no, we're going to stick to something predictable so that if someone brings their guest, they know what they're bringing their guest to. Imagine you go to your favorite restaurant. You got, I got this Thai restaurant in town. Um, and sometimes the pad Thai is different week in and week out. And I think they must have a different cook back there. And I keep coming because I love it. But one time I brought my guest and it was on like a bad week and they got the pad thai and they didn't like it. And I was embarrassed. And they're like, Eric, this is your favorite Thai place. This place is no good. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Come back next week. That's a different thing going on. You know, just think about that applied to church. When you bring your guest and especially in Utah, Utah County, maybe that guest comes from a religious background. They're giving you one shot and they finally decide to come with you. Maybe you pick them up, you know, you're driving to church. You're like, please, Lord, let it be. Let it be a, a good week. Like, like you are nervous because you don't want to be embarrassed because you went out on a limb and now your church is going to embarrass you because it's a, a less than desirable week. We work so hard that each week is very much the same as the week before so that people know what their guests will experience when they bring their guest. And so as much as we want to change things because as staff, you know, we think something's old or tired or fresh, um, there's there's something about keeping it very predictable that inspires and invests and invite culture. I've invested in my neighbor. Now I'm going to invite them. I've invested in my coworker. Now I'm going to invite them. And I'm confident that SMCC will not break the trust I have in them. It's going to be 65 minutes. It's not going to be two hours one time because we Eric got this harebrained idea and the Lord is speaking to him. So he's going two hours. Um it's going to be predictable, and we think that inspires uh, invest and invite culture. Yeah, we get a lot of criticism for we not do. being spirit-led or whatever, you know, and it's like, you guys seem like you're just so programmed, and, I'm, and my only response is, I'm asking the Spirit to lead me on Monday and Tuesday, <laughs> not on Sunday. I mean, I need, when I'm preparing that message, I need God you know, the Holy Spirit's ministry to me is to illumine His Word. I'll, I'll accept that and in, embrace that ministry of the Holy Spirit during the week. Correct. And, and so, I, so that I can be predictable when I show up on Sunday. 30, 35-minute message, unless I get 
crazy. And <laughs> 41 is about the longest I've ever gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a real Holy Spirit-led week. You that's know? right, that's right. We'll try to keep it short. Um, what's interesting, I'm, I'm just thinking about everything that's been said here, and, and I think about, you were using the word, Eric, a lot, invest. Yeah. And it makes me think a lot about, and we I think we touched on this back in season one of these episodes, but I think it's just so important to bring up again. When I think about invest, um, I think about you know the things that 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 I have to offer my time, my treasure, and my talent. Um, and I think in the traditional sense of probably most churches in the United States, we think or, or, or those churches uh, think, generally speaking, you know, if we're going to invest and we want to, um, and I think about return on investment as a term mm-hmm. right? I use a lot, right? So yep. I, if I if I'm investing somewhere for my retirement, I want to get a good return on investment. Yes. And, um, and and what I really think that people can realize is that in the traditional sense, it's like, hey, if you want to really use your money well for the kingdom, um, then you have to send money to missionaries or missions groups, which nothing wrong with that. But I think it's unfortunate that it's limiting because I think that churches that do want to focus on having people come from the outside in, um, I've seen tremendous amounts, a long list I can think in my head of just people who have come. Um, their lives have been changed by the gospel, by the message of Jesus, um, because SMCC existed where it did. And so I think it's a really good thing just for listeners to hear that. It's a good thing. <laughs> well, Anna, I appreciate you saying that. Um, I want I want to wrap up my comments. Eric might have some other things he wants to say by by actually just saying thank you to our fully engaged people. I want to honor people, Christian people that are fully engaged. And man, if you're at a place like SMCC and you're paying the bills and you're serving and you're sacrificing and you're you're bending and flexing and and you know doing it whatever is necessary so that that guest will have a great experience. I just want to honor that and say you're amazing because that's not normal. Mm-hmm. Most churches, and I'm not. I don't need to put other people down, but let's just face it. Most churches are built for the insider, and the insider, the guy who's paying the bills, gets whatever he wants. And the church is designed for him or her. And so, man, I want to make sure our people know that I hold them in high esteem for the, their willingness to be that fully engaged person who values the guest. Mm. Yeah. Paul, uh, as I think about what I would say to wrap up, there's a couple things that come to mind. The first is that uh, I just think back to when I was a guest here, and uh, I, I was a Christian, but I was still thinking, you know, what's this place going to do when I arrive? Am I going to be welcomed? Am I going to be accepted? Am I going to be... And and all that happened, and I love that. So I don't think... I think for all of us, we have a desire to belong. Um, and I hope SMCC can be that, whether you're in the middle of a faith, faith crisis or you're just transitioning to Utah as a transplant. We hope this place can be a place where you where you belong. And um, I think that's just, just really important to, to say. And then... Um, the second thing I want to say is to anybody who's on the fence about SMCC listening to this, perhaps, or you're new here and you're just not sure if it's for you yet, uh, I would just say do us a favor um, and just just be patient and, and, and allow us the time to earn your trust. Because when you see um, life change stories on the screen, baptisms happen regularly, people taking their next step, uh, I think those are the type of things that cause you to celebrate um, what God is doing, but also celebrate the culture and here at SMCC. And it has caused me to want to be a part of it for a long, long time. And I hope, I just hope that happens for as many people out there listening to this as possible. Yeah, I appreciate 
you know, both of what you guys said just on the subject. And um, I just think I'm thinking about the people listening. I know there's a lot of people listening who um, do attend regularly, probably call us from CC Home. I know that there's some people out there who are listening who are just trying to get a better idea of who we are and they're, they're not ready to come attend yet. Maybe they've watched some online services or things like that. But I hope what you hear, you know, for those specific people, what you hear above all of this is that um, we do we do what we do um, to, to present you with, with grace and truth. And we want you to hear the gospel. And if you decide to come on a Sunday morning to one of our locations, um, we, we we're, we're expecting you, not in a creepy way, but uh, we, we're, we're thinking about you. We want you to be there. If it's one of our online services, uh, same thing. We want you to be there. We're expecting you to be there. Um, we're, we're, we're welcoming you, um, whatever background that is, whatever uh, place you come from in faith and your journey or with God or any of those things. Um, we really want you to be there, and we really think that uh, that uh, there's something great here that Jesus has has given us, and so we want you to be there for that. So, um, I'm really glad that we got to go through this and and go through just talking about this the full engaged person um, values and serves the guests, and being able to just talk through that a little bit about what that means for us as a church and and how that is linked back to the Bible and Jesus's work, um, his work on earth. And so, um, I'm just glad that we got the chance to talk about this. Few quick reminders, guys. Again, thank you so much for listening and sharing. Um, I can tell that you guys are doing that um, just by how many downloads we have. Um, just super appreciate it and super grateful for you guys that are listening. Make sure to leave a review um, if you like what you're hearing and, and want other people to see it. That helps us out a lot. And again, if you do have a question, maybe maybe there's something that you hear today and you're just like, man, I just don't get it, or maybe I have a question about it. Um, we would love to have you call. And again, you can do that anonymously if you want to. That number again is 801-382-8151. It'll be in the description below um, as well for this episode. And we look forward to having you back next week uh, when uh, when we air our next episode. And uh, we hope that you have a great rest of your day. And we'll see you next week. Thanks again for joining us for the Fully Delighted Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please subscribe, give us a rating, or share with a friend. For more information about SMCC, please visit our website at smccutah.org. Thanks again for trusting us with your time, and we hope to have you back again soon.